welcome to NBA Drive, the podcast that guarantees to get you through one drive per week after Trey Kirby, Danny Luru, and good old FM radio have got you through your other commutes. Today we're going to be talking about the worst contracts in the NBA. Now, to start off with, a little bit of a news catch-up. Trade deadline just ended. You know everything that has gone down. I'm not going to analyze every trade, but let's start with talking about a couple trades that actually involve some of the worst contracts in the NBA. Wiggins was traded for Russell. Golden State also got a first-round draft pick with that. Now, Wiggins and Russell on about the same amount of money. Everybody thinks Russell's a pretty solid contract. As with a lot of trades in this deadline, a lot of the consensus is that they're fairly even. Some people might have a take that, oh, it's a horrible trade for Golden State, and other people have a take that it's a horrible trade for Minnesota. Wiggins was probably a negative value contract. Uh, nobody wanted that contract. Minnesota got Golden State to take it. They had to, you know, throw in a first-round draft pick, but they also got Russell. So, in a sense, they got off Wiggins, the Wiggins contract, and they traded a first-round draft pick. They got off that for nothing, and then they traded a first-round draft pick for Russell. So, great for them. Now, Wiggins has three years and over $90 million left on that contract, so... It's a wait and see whether that's a horrible contract for Golden State or not. He's the sort of guy who puts up 22 points, zero rebounds, zero assists, zero steals, zero blocks, and you're not shocked. But maybe in that system with Draymond Green, Steph Curry, and Clay Thompson, they can make it work. All he has to really do is put out what Harrison Barnes put out, and, you know, they'll be happy with that. Talked a little bit about Andre Iguodala last week. He was traded. It was quite a complicated trade, but in, he ended up at Miami. Now, they extended him another year for $15 million. And I said last week that his output is not great last year, and I think he's on a sharp downhill. He's over 35 years of age, and I think that might be one of the worst contracts next year. It's only one year, and then there's a team option, but still one of the worst contracts in the NBA from now for me. Another player with a possibly one of the worst contracts in the NBA that was traded, Andre Drummond, in the final year of a contract in the high 20 millions. Seems like Detroit shopped him around the whole league, and it's not like it was a bad contract. They didn't have to attach a first to it, but they got pretty much nothing. Uh, Two players that don't play and second-round swap rights. So you'd have to say it's not one of the worst contracts in the league, but it's definitely a contract nobody wanted. Let's remember this guy's 26 years old, a two-time All-Star, and the best rebounder in the league. Now let's look at some of the worst contracts in history, just to get some context behind all this. A lot of people will say, look at contracts like Brandon Roy and Grant Hill. They're some of the worst contracts in history. They both got monster contracts, but then they were almost instantly cut down by injury. So for me, that's not really the worst contracts, because it wasn't something that the front office didn't see coming. So let me focus on a couple others here. The Lakers in one off-season signed Moskov and Deng, both to four-year contracts over $64 million, and that was about three years too late on both of their skill sets. Now, Josh Smith, he signed a contract with the Detroit Pistons, and after a year and a bit, they stretched him with the stretch provision. So that's basically like whatever's remaining on the contract, and say you've got three years left on the contract, we'll stretch it over five years or whatever the number turns out to be. Now, they are still paying him this year $5 million, and he has not played for Detroit since 2014-2015. So I would say that's a pretty bad contract. But my worst contract 
in NBA history has got to go to Joakim Noah, who Phil Jackson signed. Now, in 13-14, Noah was the Defensive Player of the Year, but he had a massive drop-off in 14-15, only averaging 7 points, 9 rebounds, 1 blocks. Then, in the off-season, so 2016, he signed Phil Jackson signed him to a four-year, $72 million contract. So they will still, eventually they stretched him, and they will still be paying him $6.4 million in 2021-2022. And everybody was shocked, I think, when they signed that contract. Just horrible. You know, a big guy coming off a bad injury that's already declining before he had the injury. Just absolute crazy, and I think it's the worst contract ever in NBA history. Now, the cap spike in 2016 led to a lot of bad contracts. Guys like Turner getting four years, $70 million, Bazemore, Biombo getting big money. So we'll just group those all in together. A lot of bad contracts. Not every team was stupid enough to sign these massive contracts. It's got to be said, but a lot of them were. So, you know, you got to spend the money. Everybody I'm talking about today, they're amazing basketball players. Some of them massively overpaid, but it's not their fault. I like what Jalen Rose always says. You never get what you deserve only what you have the leverage to negotiate. And I think that's so right in a lot of these contracts here. It's just crazy money, but I'm not going to hate on them at all for getting it. Now let's just go through some quick hitters here. Go through a whole list of a few of the worst contracts in the NBA right now. Tobias Harris, talked about last week. He's on 32.7 million. And, you know, he puts up good numbers, but, you know, he's not in the top 10 best players in the NBA, so you'd have to say that's not a value contract. Anyway, you look at it. Mike Conley, $32.5 million coming off the bench for the Jazz at the moment. Probably not great value there. I would have said Chris Tooks Porzingis at the start of the year, but $27 million, but he's actually playing pretty well at the moment, so you can't complain about that. Harrison Barnes, $24 million. Obviously, he's sort of a pretty average sort of player so he's probably getting overpaid by about six million on that contract hardaway jr playing actually pretty well for the uh mavs at the moment 20 million so you know that might be what he's worth on the open market if anybody had cap space this year that was uh baysmore talked about him jeff teague he's getting paid 20 million this year coming off the bench for the worst team one of the worst teams in the nba at the moment probably not ideal Terry Rozier, $20 million. At the start of the year, I would have said that is one of the worst contracts signed in recent years just because he'd only played 10 good games in a row in his career. They were in the playoffs, and sometimes, you know, GMs seem to overrate that. But he's actually scoring 18 points, 38.9% from three, and, you know, he takes a lot of pull-ups and that sort of thing. You know, it's not actually horrible, but moving forward, if he has a bad shooting run, that's one to look out for. Uh, Alan Crabb talked about Caps bias. Reg- Reggie Jackson, $18.5 million. Probably haven't heard his name for a while. Corey Joseph, the Kings signed him to back up point guard role for $12 million. Probably a bit of an overpay there. Markel Fultz, that's the rare rookie contract overpay. Felicio from the Bulls is on $8.1 million. Jabari Parker... 6.5 million and he has a player option for next year i mean he puts up 15 points but he doesn't even pretend to try on defense and he's completely useless for any team trying to win and to be only being paid 6.5 million and for it to be a bad contract means you're putting up pretty much no numbers uh what about 
earning the veterans min- minimum and being a bad contract. Jeff Green, $1.6 million. Obviously, he's been waived by the Jazz and he's not anywhere in the NBA. And to go with that, you have Tim Frazier, $1.6 million, recently waived and no longer in the NBA. Speaking of recently waived, Chandler Parsons, in the last year of a four-year, $94 million contract, and unfortunately, you know, he had a car accident, and he was waived recently, but that was a horrible contract. And I don't think you can put that in the was injured afterwards. You could have seen it coming because he came into that, signing that contract with an injury already and some concerns. So you'd have to say that might be the worst contract in the NBA right now. What about Hassan Whiteside? Earning around $27 million. How confusing is it? If you watch him, sometimes, you know, he does amazing plays. He always sort of leads the league or close to leading the league in rebounds and blocks. But his effort is just sometimes just horrible. He's a great follow on Snapchat. Uh, used to party a lot in Miami. You know, if you like goldfish and women, then, you know, that's a good follow. Is it worth $27 million? Probably not. I'm going to go through a few more here just to sum up. And I'm sure you're going to be thinking, wow, he's missed heaps. Absolutely, let me know. Like, But some of the names, like Blake Griffin, a lot of people will say the dude was all NBA last year. Had a fantastic year. So I'll probably have some pretty good uh, chat back for you if you want to get in contact with me. I'm going to group some together now. That's the contracts that are, at the moment, the worst for their team in the NBA moving forward. And we'll put three point guards in this one. Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook and John Wall, all on massive deals. And I mean, I think they're all, you know, Chris Paul, it's so much money, but it had a reason behind it. Houston were chasing a championship, couldn't let him go. So if you compare it to, say, a Wiggins contract, it's actually not that bad to sign because you're getting good value on the front end. But he's going to get paid for three more years or over $40 million. Westbrook is going to get $47 million when he's 34. I don't want that contract. John Wall is going to get paid $46.87 million in the 2022-23 season. Now, they're all good to great point guards, but they are three contracts that are just going to be poison pills for their franchises moving forward. Now, I'm going to go with the two worst signings at the time contract, I think, in the NBA right now. And these are probably pretty weird. Uh, they're both about four years, $40 million. Cleveland gave Delhi four years, $40 million. LeBron wished him good luck as soon as he got the offer because it's just crazy that Milwaukee would give him that much money at the time. Just weird contract. Had no other real competition for that contract. And he hasn't really played up to it. Solid player, but, you know, you could have got him for $5 million a year. So you're literally playing the guy double what he's worth. And DeAndre Jordan, four years, $40 million, just signed in the recent offseason. Basically, it's a best friends deal for Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. But if they're competing for a title in a couple years and there's a good player on the buyout that they can't afford because they have DeAndre Jordan at four years, $40 million, then uh, serves them right. My five worst contracts then, summing up. Chandler Parsons, got to be. Number two, DeAndre Jordan. Three, John Wall. Four, Iguodala. Five, Mike Conley. And just outside, and I think going to move into it in the next few years, Terry Rozier. Your 
questions. Yeah, no more questions right here. Oh, oh, it didn't have to happen. <laughs> Are you ready, Chuck? I am ready. Question number one. That horrible audio of Shaq and Chuck could only mean one thing. It's quiz time. Bam. Who is the lowest paid player on the NBA All-Star rosters this year? Thinking time starts now. If you got it, it's very impressive because it's very tight. The lowest played All-Star this year is Bam. 3.45 3.45 million, but Sabonis is only earning 3.5 million, and Donovan Mitchell at 3.63 million. And that leads into what next week's show will be the best contracts in the NBA. And it's pretty clear that those three there are probably the best value contracts in the NBA at the moment. But who else will make it? Tune in next week to find out. Please give us a rate, a review, and a share. Follow us on Twitter, NBA underscore drive and get in contact with us with any questions i'll answer them all on air at email is nba drive pod at gmail.com now if you have some time this week i have two things you have to check out one is a video of the dirtiest play i have ever seen in the nba and you'll be thinking hmm who did that ron artest delhi draymond green no Giannis Antetokounmpo, dirtiest play ever, absolutely smacks Dunleavy, rugby style, so check that out, there'll be a link, one of my favourites, another one, if you're on Twitter, and I've shared a link to this, it's by at the Hoop Central, so Hoop Central Twitter, and literally it's launching a mascot from the three-point line to do a slam dunk. It's absolutely mesmerizing and impressive, so check that out. Remember, rate, review, and share, and I'd like to shout out to my mate Ben this week and would like to officially invite you to come on next week's show and share your thoughts with our listeners. Thanks again.